Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your hosts, Matt Strawn and Allie. Welcome back, guys, to episode 110 of Let's Get Haunted. Do it. Let's do it. We're here to tell you all of the spooky tales. Nat, if there's a new listener out there right now, what is the most pertinent information for them to know about this podcast? The most important information you should know about this podcast as a new listener is that we do intros here that have nothing to do with the story. They're just about our personal lives. And if you don't want to hear that because you're perhaps not invested in us just yet, you can open up the show notes and it will say the very first sentence in all caps skip to this time in order to get directly to the story that you see in our title which you can do at any time during our intro but we hope that at some point you give a fuck enough to stay around and listen because we do kind of like have fun over here sometimes yeah it's not just about whatever haunted bullshit we've researched for the week there's also um very haunted bullshit that happens in our personal lives very frequently we're both very haunted folks so If you're still listening, just be warned. We're about to talk about some haunted bullshit in our personal lives. And uh, we are not liable for how you feel about that. Yeah. And also welcome. That's right. And if this is your first time and you're wondering what kind of podcast this is, welcome to Let's Get Haunted. We won an award last year, which is possibly the most important thing you could know about us. So we're... We're somewhat mediocre but we're no we erase we are an (laughs) award-winning podcast we're up for two more awards right now i'm actually looking at multiple awards on our awards bookshelf and we are in the process of becoming super legit i want to tell everyone about the meeting we had I don't think we should just because I feel like it'll jinx it. I feel like anything good happening in my life, I don't want to talk about it until it comes to fruition. Okay, well, uh, what Alyssa doesn't want to talk about, I'll just give you guys like a very cryptic anecdote so you guys can mull about this. Maybe start a Reddit internet mystery about this. Who knows? (laughs) Alyssa and I had some really important people reach out to us very recently, actually not recently, they reached out to us via email and we like ignored them a few times yeah. and they had to ping us. And then when I saw who it was, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like we ignored this. And uh, yeah, we took a, a meeting with them and it's actually really, really cool. Don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but I think that when people of that magnitude who are represented by other entities of that magnitude yeah. reach out to you, I think it's something to celebrate yeah. because it does mean that even if we are mediocre, we're, we're reaching some people. Yeah. yeah, we're on our way to being average. That's right. <laughs> and that's all you can really hope for from us at this stage in our lives. But hopefully it works out. And speaking of which, I think this is the perfect time. If you haven't already rated us five stars on Spotify and iTunes, I would really, really appreciate it if you guys could go ahead, take five minutes out of your day to do that right now, because the more ratings we have, the better it looks for us and the more bargaining power we have to hopefully eventually gain some sort of representation. Mm -hmm. Because Nat and I, as all the haunties know, are 100% independent. We do this show ourselves. We research, edit, produce, do all the social media. Shit merch. 
merch ship merch create merch yeah. we, we do it all ourselves we love it we absolutely love it yes, we're not we complaining but it would be fucking awesome to have some sort of support in the background yeah and if you guys are so sick of hearing us like talk about this all the time fucking do it and then you won't have to hear it anymore that's right because we'll be like in a you know like just a real studio with real lights and an engineer by then we're just going to be jaded and just, you know <laughs> not believe in ghosts anymore and we're, never yeah, how dare you we don't talk to each other there's a screen between us it's like nicole richie there's and a sneeze guard like this is subway and i'm the cheese and you're the person ordering yeah and we're just contractually obligated to be in the same room for two hours once a week to record wow that you know what that is the dream have no friends have no family and live in a mansion by right. the sea be yeah. an eccentric <laughs> widow living by the sea oh wow we love that for... maybe start murdering some people <laughs> start our own uh oh. mystery that comes full circle i also think now is a good time to thank our donors so i want to go ahead and thank samantha p jessica j gentry b gwendolyn l bethany k gentry b Gwendolyn L, Amber A, Taylor M, Jessica S, Zach B, L D, Elizabeth J, Gentry B, Hazel B, Gwendolyn L, and Gentry B, Mariah C, Hazel B. And I wanted to say a special thank you to Mariah C, who donated recently, 6969. Thank you very much. That's a very generous donation. We appreciate everyone's donations. They all add up and they all help to pay our rent. Let me shout out the donors who donated to me this month. Madison F, Jordan B, Sarah L, Cecilia F, Jessica W, Vern A, Daisy T, Story S, Alyssa G, Minnie W, Jennifer S, Zoe S, Zoe S, Jessica T, Michaela S, Sarah B, Ruby V, Samantha P, and Riley R. Thank you all so, so much for donating. And if you would like to donate to our show, we split everything 50-50. It all goes back into the podcast. We use it to pay things like the rent on our office space. Mm -hmm. We invest it into future merch for you guys. Our Spotify, or no, what is that? The RSS feed? Whatever the RSS feed, yeah. Um, all the SoundCloud RSS feed. Yeah, all the boring stuff about having PO a podcast box. that you guys don't even want to know about, so I won't waste your time with but it actually is apparently very expensive it really is yeah. um you would not like to see the um excel spreadsheet i have about expenses <laughs> i don't like to see it either but thank you for tuning yeah. in <laughs> but if you would like to donate to us you can go to our ko-fi page which will be linked in the show notes it's ko-fi.com forward slash dog usa or you can venmo at dog usa or at nat Strawn. Or you can go to letsgethaunted.com and either purchase a piece of merch or you can make a haunted donation on there. You can go to paypal.me slash or you can cash app. My cash app is at dollar sign Natalia Strawn. So many ways to donate. You have so many choices. If you're the kind of person who doesn't like to have received something non-tangible in return for your donation, then good news. You can go buy a sticker pack. You can go buy 
Um, what else is on there right now? We're sold out of robes. We're sold out of robes. So I was actually just going to bring up two ideas that we didn't Ooh. talk about at all. So this is unprofessional of me to bring them up. But at the same time, I think it's fun. I was thinking we should bring some tanks back because it's yeah. summertime. And then the second thing that I thought about is, do you know what a lucky bag is? No. So I don't know where this comes from, but I've only seen this on like Japanese kawaii sites. It's called a lucky bag. And it's basically a grab bag of like, you don't know what you're going to get. Oh, interesting. And the surprise is that you'll always get something that's of equal or greater value than oh, what I you love paid. That. But you don't know what you're going to get. So I was thinking we should have an LGH lucky bag. And like, you don't know what you're going to get. And we could even like put some of our like haunted, like things people have made for us in there oh, along with some that. merch too. I think it would be really fun. You like that idea? I love that idea. If you guys love that idea, you can go to at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram and leave a comment on our photo dump telling us if you want a lucky bag. Yeah, and maybe I'll just put some like shit in my car in there. Like who knows? Maybe you'll get like a granola bar in there as well or like... Maybe it'll be a leaf from a plant in our office. Maybe it'll be a piece of defective merch. Maybe there'll be a sticker pack. A Polaroid from Allie and I. Oh, wow. If you're really, really, really lucky. Wow, I love that. That's priceless. You can't put a price on something like that. But we will. So go to our (laughs) website. See what's there. Yeah. See See what's there. Keep checking. Checking back, refreshing. We just sold out, I saw, of our haunted amulet pins. Yes, but there might be some coming in some lucky bags because there might be someone who runs the merch department who has little sneaky tricks. (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right, guys. We'll definitely keep refreshing the letsgethaunted.com homepage and see what's there. You just never know with us. We're very chaotic and we just sometimes launch things without telling anyone. So keep keep checking back. That is a perfect segue into our story. So hold on to that thought about how we're chaotic people and just start things and then uh, that's it. Send them out, see what happens. But before we get to that segue, I want to tell you about something pretty haunted that happened to me recently. So I recently went to Phoenix and while I was there recently, there was a man I met there. I don't want to dox him. So perhaps I won't say his name because we might have him on a future episode based off of what he told me. Let's go ahead and call him Bob. Okay. Bob was uh, ended up having a lot in common with me. He had grown up in this area right outside of this town where my mom grew up in Pakistan as a child. And then he moved to Oklahoma and lived there for a while. Oh, wow. And has family Lots in of Texas. parallels. We even looked similar in a way. And so he just started talking about some really haunted shit. And I found out that someone in his family is a shaman. Oh. And uh, it, it does like alternative healing plant medicine uh like special plants <laughs> and uh really special secret plants ayahuasca perhaps yeah, ayahuasca perhaps perhaps things of that nature we can't confirm nor deny this about bob use your imagination and bob was telling me that one of his favorite hobbies is photographing ufos Interesting. I offended Bob because I was referring to aliens as aliens when I was talking about our podcast. And he told me that actually you have to be careful with your language when you're describing. No, no. When you're describing. No, it's not what you no. think it is. If you're about to describe some Demi Lovato shit to me, no. I'm, I'm discounting Bob and writing him off. No, I wouldn't like Bob if he did that. 
the Bob, what Bob did was much cooler. Okay, okay. So Bob said that there are two different distinctions when we're speaking of ETs and that aliens are ETs with malicious intent and that oh. ETs are friendly. So when you talk about what we perceive to be aliens, you have to be careful with the terminology because aliens has a negative connotation and he, he who's to say that all aliens are negative, right? Right. I also remember Bob telling me a story that sounded so familiar that I think you actually told me a story on this podcast and he was an eyewitness to this event. So it was a UFO dogfight somewhere in Iran that was like very well documented in Tehran. No, I don't think I told that story. <gasps> really? Because I like remember it. Oh my God, serious? Okay. I'm pretty sure because this is reminding me of the injured cold story where the lady we interviewed told us that there are malicious aliens and then there are people like Indrid Cold who are like part of this superior galactic committee who come to different nations and like try to do good. Man, I'll have to do an episode on that in the future then because I could have sworn you you told it to me, but perhaps it was one of those deja vu things where I'm on the right track and I should be talking to this Ma person you and know telling the story in the podcast. Maybe in a parallel universe you told me that story and that's what you're remembering. Another interesting thing is that this goes into conspiracy territory is he was showing me some photos of UFOs he'd taken on his phone. And uh, I want to show you one of those right now. Just He just casually has UFO photos on his phone? Oh, yeah. That he's taken. Yeah. And so I actually really think this guy is fucking cool because he showed me his Facebook and his Facebook... Uh, was a very typical Facebook of someone, you know, but he had, th these were the photos on it. So I'm okay, handing Alyssa my phone right now so she can see. He, has, he took these? He took these. So Nat is showing me a photo of a shiny circle in the sky. Um, it's kind of in front of some wispy looking clouds. And then on the side, he has his camera settings listed. And then he has put a title a credit and the date that it was taken. So he says, title, UFO doing acrobatics over Sedona, taken 2012, April in Sedona. And, and it can, has his name, but I'm not going to dox him. And you can see the like trails from that object in the sky, like where it was flying. It's not just like superimposed How there. crazy. Isn't that crazy? And then he showed me um, another one. See that? This is a crazy one. And all of these he takes in Sedona. And he, you know, has friends who are always like, oh, you know, I see UFOs all the time, but I can never get a picture. And and he says what he does is he just has a feeling like he should be taking pictures. And then later he looks in the pictures and sees that there's UFOs in them. This is literally so wild that I almost don't want to keep talking about it because I want him to like come and fucking school us on this podcast. This is insane. This picture that Nat just showed me is this guy Bob is driving and he's taken a picture of what's in front of him and then when you zoom in in the upper left hand corner above a cliff there's these two possibly four I can't even tell silver dots just in the corner for no fucking reason like they shouldn't be there just chilling and floating. What's interesting is that he used to always get photos with his older cameras, but on iPhones, he says that the light that they take in, it only takes in like a certain depth of frequencies. Oh. So he's unable to see a lot of the things he takes pictures on because they just don't accept that frequency. Wait. But if you take pictures on older, I know, right? If you take pictures on older camera, you can see it. So the way that he took those photos I just showed you on his iPhone is he has to take them with the flash on and he had to change some of the settings to accept a larger frequency of light to come in. 
And so then I think you're probably going down the same. Yeah, I'm going down a conspiracy rabbit hole. Did we create smartphones to uh, discredit? Yes, to discredit (gasps) and eliminate the UFO sightings. Because if you take a picture, fuck, it won't show up unless you know the secrets that Bob gave us, which is you have to just take pictures with the flash on because when the flash is on, it like takes in more light. Okay, I know that it's like frowned upon to do this from a journalistic perspective. Apparently, like it's really like a bad thing. Um, You're not supposed to like pay people who come on (laughs) and give you interviews because then the idea is that they're just going to tell you what you want to hear to get money but um i am willing to throw fifty (laughs) dollars into the ring for bob to come on the show and share his stories bob was very very passionate and he said that he would talk to me about it so i want to do i want to do an episode i just met this guy i want to do an episode i'm sweating so much because every like gland in my body is on overdrive like my eyes are dilating i can feel them i'm like my palms are sweating i'm (laughs) salivating this is like fight or flight because of how fucking pumped I am about this. Yeah, and then I was telling him, oh, you know, we did this episode on mind matter interaction and he yeah. was like, oh, with the random number generators? And oh, like, man. He, like, this guy is well-versed. <laughs> yeah. Bob, I would like you to adopt Natalia as a surrogate <laughs> uncle. Obviously, Natalia's parents are fantastic. We don't want to replace them, but I think we can add you yeah. into the family tree as like the cool uncle that right. has these crazy fucking UFO war stories. Right, yes. So that was the haunted thing that happened to I mean, I just thought it was so interesting that he was saying essentially, you know, modern smartphones can't pick up whatever frequencies are being emitted by these spacecraft. That makes so much sense. And then it made me think, how easy would it be to cloak a UFO if they just emit whatever frequency it is that we don't pick up on our smartphones? It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense because as someone who frequents r slash UFOs like to a degree that is embarrassing to admit, (laughs) one of the main complaints from UFO and UAP enthusiasts is that it's it's like impossible to get a good video of a UFO or UAP using camera phones. And so mm-hmm. people are people in that subreddit honestly are like very serious mm-hmm. about their UAP research and they'll like frequently tell people that post videos like that's why did you zoom in when you zoom in it distorts the aperture of the blah 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 oh, wow. why would you do that you know and it's making me think like this is exactly why we don't have any good photos and videos because the average citizen has a like shitty camera phone. Like right. really digital cameras are only kept by photographers nowadays, yeah. like digital cameras or film cameras. And so it makes a lot of sense that the only good videos and photos we have are from like the military. And yeah. obviously a lot of those would be not able to be released to the public. Yeah. So it just perpetuates this cycle of people thinking that UFOs and aliens and extraterrestrials or whatever terminology you want to use aren't real. Right. Well, I'm very glad he didn't go in the Demi Lovato direction no, with that. I, I would never, ever put you through that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank I'm offended you for that you think I would even like retain a place in my brain for that. Oh, well, share. I didn't know what direction the story was going right. in. I was like, she could either be telling me about a haunted guy that's like f- kind of fucking annoying. But yeah. instead it went into a haunted direction of something I could not even conceive of. And now I am just sweating and I'm excited and the blood is pumping through Love my body and I'm ready to run a marathon with this <laughs> new knowledge you've given me. So I hope that, Bob, if you're out there and you're listening, I really hope you come on the show because I'm 
extremely excited. Yes. To hear what you have to say. Yes. Thank you for sharing that, Natalia. That's really turned my day around. <laughs> I am now, I'm now feeling extremely optimistic about the day and I'm ready to hear whatever haunted shit you've prepared for me today. Really? Because even if it's a story that might not resonate with me as much as Bob's story, I still heard Bob's story and that's going to carry me through <laughs> your story today and any research I do today as well. And right. if your story is just as good as Bob's story, then that's just the fucking icing on the cake. Well, only time will tell. That's true. Okay, guys. So this story I'm going to tell is very different from other stories that I've told before because this story is a story that is quite controversial. Oh, uh-oh. It is um, an active story. So here's my little warning before we go into this. Warning, this is an active story we are about to talk about, and there is reason to believe that someone is actually getting this subject banned and removed from every place on the internet where it is mentioned. Because of this, we at LGH will be very, very cautious with what words we use to describe this story. All names will be changed to something other than they are. Perhaps we will put those names on another site. We can't tell you that information. You're gonna have to do a little bit of code work here to figure that out for yourselves. Or perhaps someone with nothing to lose will just comment or spam this (laughs) name on all accounts and just help everyone. I don't know. I'm just saying that we aren't saying anything. And if we did say anything, it wouldn't be here. And also every character or person named in this show is fictional and made up. Any name mentioned that can be attributed to a real person is just a cool coincidence really dog i you're making me very nervous now we just had an important meeting is this gonna be something that just pushes us off a cliff that warning that i just read Alyssa, i want you to look closer at the bottom okay did you find it interesting that i ended that sentence with dog it reminds me of randy jackson it does doesn't it and i just want you to look closer at that paragraph and see if perhaps that last sentence or so there's some information there it's kind of hard to see right now because oh my god let me let me figure this out so it appears and i could be (laughs) incorrect it appears that nat has bolded certain (laughs) letters in the in the last two sentences. Yes, so let I me have. see. The first letter in the word person appears to be bold. <laughs> then the second letter in the word named and the last letter in that word appear to be bolded. Then the first two letters in the word made appear to be bolded. Then the first letter in the word mentioned. The first letter in the word can. The first two letters in the word coincidence. <laughs> The first letter in the word really, and the first letter in the word dog. So someone can pause and write that down and figure out what it means. Let me let me let me look here real quick. Okay. Do you know what that is? No. You guys, you know, even if you don't know the exact names and events and places that we're gonna talk about, you'll still understand the story. It's very easy to find information on this story because of, well, you'll find out. You know what? You're gonna find out. Here's my intro. This is a story about us, the LGH fam. Those who love a bit of excitement and yearn to know the unknown, the dreamers, the artists, the small business owners, the startups with nothing to grow on except passion and will. It's a story about creative endeavors and the wellspring of individuality we draw from to quench our thirst for self-expression. 
But what if someone else's wellspring of creativity draws from a different source than our own? Someone else's sense of humor might offend us or bore us. But is a lack of understanding grounds for harassment? Does the way someone present themselves ever offend us so much that we classify them as evil, creepy, or non-human? Do those classifications harm, or are they only harmful in our conservative worldview? If we broaden our acceptance and strengthen our tolerance for the unknown, do we risk harming ourselves or others? Where do we draw the line between self-expression and self-harm? At what point does support for those who march to the beat of their own drum become toxic? Is it safe to allow others to be themselves as long as they aren't harming themselves or anyone else? How much of someone can we allow to be seen before we feel we have been violated ourselves? What about someone who steps outside the lines, raises concern? And do we have a responsibility to contain such individuals? My mind is going in a million different directions. <laughs> Honestly, my first thought was different criminals. Um, I don't know. I really don't know what we're going to talk about today. So it's almost impossible to research this subject in any sort of format that has been formally put together by like a journalist or a YouTuber or a podcast just because someone, I don't know who it is, removes information oh. about whoever is spoken about let's just call them subject x okay subject x or someone who doesn't like hearing subject x removes most content that is published about subject x especially anything that's associated with the website google and i believe for reasons that i can't go into discussion here that there is grounds for removal from any social media platform if you insinuate any kind of harassment towards subject X. So one must be very careful when speaking about this topic, not to break any social media rules as there is someone who is diligently removing all of the information about subject X constantly. I, almost, I feel like we're like going into QAnon territory here. Like if we even mention this subject's name, we're gonna be like blacklisted from Spotify or iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Well, I love that you brought up the parallel between QAnon. The censorship of this subject really just adds to sort of the mystery around it and almost perpetuates a cycle of right. people wanting to investigate it. However, what's very different with this subject versus QAnon is QAnon was found harmful and was prevented from being posted about by posters from the social media websites and the government where this subject we have reason to believe is being censored by their own will through oh. perhaps financial means, employment of some like scrubbing sort of database or flagging any videos or information that speaks negatively or as harassment towards this individual okay. subject X, which we never said it was an individual. It could be several dogs. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> 
So, Allie, have you ever heard of subject X theory? No, I never have. This is a really strange one. It requires the person researching to go down the rabbit hole themselves as there is no concrete stories about this theory that can stay online due to the nature of everything said about this theory being removed, right? So basically, subject X theory is different than subject X themselves. The theory is basically founded on the idea that if you search the name Subject X on Google, thousands and thousands of auto-generated looking results come up, all related to businesses, magazines, companies, other sites, which appear to be unused placeholders, spam, or just auto-generated bots. And the theory suggests that there is no actual information on any of those sites. They all lead to more dummy links and sites that loop together in a seemingly endless web of content that lacks actual content other than that it's connected to some sort of business entity belonging to Subject X. Some of those websites are real estate, modeling, IMDB pages, news articles that appear to be legitimate, but when you dig a little bit deeper, you find that perhaps they're connected by Subject X, which prompts people to believe that Subject X is responsible for those links and magazine articles existing rather than having just been published by a magazine. Okay. Additionally, thousands of photos, and this is the part that I think people really find an interest in when it comes to this theory. There's so much media that goes with this. I mean, we're talking about thousands of photos of what we can assume to be Subject X, and these photos really appear to be doll-like, and I don't want to use words that could possibly be misunderstood. So I'm just going to go ahead and let you look at some of these photos and let me know what you think. And you guys, once you figure out what word it is we're talking about, you just have to Google this thing and you'll see what we're talking about. Okay, so for anyone who is confused, since we can't use a certain two-word phrase, it seems, in this episode. I will just explain that Natalia has said a phrase to me that, to me, as someone who knows nothing on the subject, it sounds like a first and last name, but perhaps it's not. The first name seems to me to be similar to a perhaps an Indian name. Yeah. And the last name seems to be similar to perhaps an Irish last name. Yeah. Um, however, who is to say? I know no information going into this, so but I just want to share with you guys what I have heard that Natalia has to bleep out for reasons unknown. It sounds like a first and last name. It sounds to me to be a feminine name, mm-hmm. and it sounds to me to have those characteristics that I just described. Yep, those are very accurate, I would say. That's an accurate read. So Natalia is showing me some pictures. Oh, this is already very creepy. Okay. Natalia is showing me some screenshots of different pictures that I assume is what pops up when you Google this phrase. Yes. Okay. So when you Google this phrase, it appears that there is a theme. There appears to be a woman's face that is highly, highly edited to the point where it it's almost uncanny valley. And this face has been superimposed in different situations onto different photo shoots, like professional editorial photo shoots, onto different magazine covers, even onto different selfies. 
it just really does. I feel very uncomfortable. It doesn't look it's it's uncanny valley. Um, I am looking at essentially pictures of a woman's face that almost looks like it was generated by an, an AI mm-hmm. or photoshopped and facetuned to hell to the point where you can't even really tell what the original person looks like. Yeah. And it's very obviously photoshopped onto different situations. Right. And a lot of the photos that it's photoshopped onto appear to be uh, like female models from bridal magazines or female models wearing luxurious like prom dresses things like that uh it, it i feel like there is a theme of luxury oh definitely luxury importance celebrity beauty yes, yes and there's one of the photos is in here where the subject has like a, a crown sort of tiara on and then it says queen esther at the bottom with a star on it and heavy eye makeup to me it almost looks like an anime effect or something because it's yeah. not it, it, they look like cartoonish eyes you know what it reminds me of back in the day i would say in like 2011 in the infancy of filters right Uh um because i don't think snapchat was around in 2011 maybe it was but i remember there used to be these different apps you could like download onto your blackberry or onto your iphone and it would just automatically put eye makeup onto whoever's photo right and but it, it was, wasn't good. No. It wasn't like mapped to your face oh my God. if you turned to the side. No, it was awful. And I used to do it to, <laughs> to photos of this guy I was dating at the time because he didn't like it. And so obviously <laughs> when you find out someone doesn't like it, you're like, great, I'm going to do more of it. So right. I used to just like take pictures of him from Facebook at the time that was like the most popular um, social media. And I would just run them through this filter mm. and send them back to him. You know what I mean? Right. And it was silly. It was very silly because it was so obviously fake. Right. That it's it's like Uncanny Valley. It's hilarious. It also reminds me of, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right. I think it's called Puri, P-U-R-I. But it's uh like this, when you go into these photo booths that are from Japan, there's some of them here in Little Tokyo. As you're taking photos, you can sort of dress up in like these kind of like niche anime sort Oh yeah, of, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like you can wear like a maid's dress or like be a bunny and the photos will automatically shape your face to have big eyes and like a small chin and big big lips and uh huge huge eyelashes and give you that sort of cartoon yeah cartoon that looks similar to this yeah and i will uh take every opportunity possible to shout out a nancy drew computer game (laughs) um if you've ever played shadow at the water's edge that game takes place in Japan and you can ride the subway to different locations in the game. And one of those locations has one of these photo booths that Nat what? is talking about. And so you can take photos in the photo booth of your character and of different characters in the game. And it does this exact effect on them where that's like the big eyes and the Lolita dress mm, right. and the big bow on top of the head. And you can okay. create different characters. We have to pause this program so I can punch Alyssa in the face for never telling me about this. You know I would love that. You Look, how many opportunities, haunties who've been around a while, you guys know I'm fucking obsessed with Nancy Drew PC But you games. never said that there was one where you ride around on a subway in Japan and go do cute kawaii things. Shadow at the Water's Edge. It's fucking scary. Definitely uh, play it if you want. And uh, my backpack is actually a Nancy Drew PC game backpack that I bought from their website, herinteractive.com. Um, we need to keep the franchise alive. I don't know how popular the games are and I need them to make another game. So everyone, please go download all of the Nancy Drew PC games. This is not a sponsor. This is a personal um, goal of mine. 
<laughs> so when you Google the name Subject X, you're going to see a bunch of Google images that all look like what we just described. And if you click on any of them, they'll go to several various websites that all sort of lead back to each other. What I mean by that is like Google will suggest that you go to Subject X Wikipedia and Subject X URL and Subject X LLC, Subject X, like there's a ton of them. And they're just all sort of what appears to be like placeholder websites, in my opinion. No, that makes sense to me. I, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down because, for example, um, let's say you stumble across a weird Reddit account that like leaves weird comments. Like this is something that happens in r slash ARG. So you'll like click on a name and then maybe the profile of that name lists a email address. So then you will copy paste that email address into Google and then now a YouTube channel pops up and then you click on that YouTube channel and there's a video and that video leads you back to a Wikipedia page that also appears to be set up by that same email address. Like different things that are intertwined that don't really give any information. But they all seem to be connected to subject X in some sense websites, links, domains, search engine optimization or SEOs. Do you know what SEOs are? Search engine optimization. So I know that that's like really important for brand recognition because Mm -hmm. when you type in a certain phrase, you want to be the first search result. Exactly. So if someone was to Google, let's get haunted and we paid someone to do SEOs, there would be a bunch of stuff that came up that was like relevant. Yes. Relevant, (laughs) essentially. Yeah. So the way that they do that is by on the back end, they put in a bunch of like keywords that people might search for. So in this situation for subject X, just a bevy of different sites come up and most of the websites have keywords listed as something like subject X business investor, real estate investments, subject X business investments, new homes, subject X real estate investors, etc, etc. Here are just a few of those websites that come up at the top of the page on Google when you search subject X on Google. According to people who are interested in the internet mystery, like I said, the theory, not the person, some of those links appear to be aimless, confusing, or just weird enough to raise suspicion. Some say that Subject X has thousands, if not millions, of URLs, all of which have millions of backlinks to other websites that are also associated, making like a web of things related to subject X, which makes you wonder what is subject X, but there's not really any concrete information out there. That's so frustrating. Yeah. It's like the more things that are just giving you like a quarter of the information, but not actually explaining anything, like the more frustrating it would be. And the more I would imagine internet detectives are trying to figure this out. Yes. That coupled with the photos that come up that are associated, I think really just piques people's interest. Because normally if you search, you know, Paris Hilton and you see a ton of pictures about Paris Hilton, you're like, who is this person? I know what they look like. I understand their vibe. I get their brand. Now I can go on Wikipedia and read who they are, or I can see what someone else said about them or whatever, where in this case, because I think people have been talking about this theory so much, a lot of information has been locked or blocked or removed. But I'd like to add that the reason that information has been locked or blocked or removed is because people's curiosity was spiked by By how how much information was listed, but there wasn't really information. I don't know. People just became obsessed. They're weird. Not subject X. Whatever. Yeah. Like, okay, if if I randomly stumbled upon a website called 
dogbrains.com and then you open it and it's just that weird fucking photoshopped photo that you showed me yeah. of an uncanny valley ai generated magazine cover yeah and that was the only information i would be like what the fuck does this have to do with dog brains and why did someone take the time to make it and then if i found more things that were connected to that that were equally as cryptic and frustrating i could see this kind of spiraling yes so the first website that comes up is subjectxenterprises.biz. And this website only has two pages. The homepage is what appears to be a bunch of stock photos of different landscapes, rivers, lakes, and sunsets with the text Subject X Enterprises LLC, Real Estate Investments, Business Investments. And the second page is an about page. But when you click on it, there's just a stock photo of a grassy meadow in front of mountains with the text President... Subject X. Uh, and then it says another name, which we can presume is also related to Subject X. That says the vice president. And then another name underneath that name, which we can assume is related to Subject X based on them sharing the same last name, that that person is the senior associate. And underneath all of that, it says copyright 2021, Subject X Enterprises LLC, all rights reserved. Nat just texted me the link for this website. And if you have an iPhone, you are familiar with the auto-generated preview of the website that Apple will show you. And I'm looking at, just like Natalia said, it's a stock photo of like a grassy hill with a sunset in the background, beautiful clouds in a blue sky. I'm clicking on the link. And the first thing I notice is that the color scheme for this website is the exact same blue as Tiffany blue. And so it's making me think again that this subject is trying to evoke a feeling of luxury, of importance, of celebrity, of wealth. Mm -hmm. Now I'm scrolling through and the only thing I can see, so as you scroll on the website, it's a very short homepage. The only thing it has right now is a photo gallery of more stock photos of nature scenes. At the bottom, it says copyright. 2021 blank blank enterprises llc all rights reserved um just so you guys know if i say blank blank that is the name that we cannot say and underneath it it says powered by godaddy website builder if you go to the top there is a menu screen i'm clicking on the menu screen the only two pages are home and about i already read to you the home page now i'm going to about and just as nat said there are three more names on this section They all have the same last name, but different first names. And they are the president, vice president, and senior associate of this website. Okay, Nat just sent me a second website. This one is blankblank.org. At the top, it says blank blank real estate investor business investments. There's another stock photo of a nature scene. Then it says blank blank business investments real estate blank blank business investor real estate investments blank blank business investments new homes blank blank real estate so we think that perhaps there's some interest in real estate and business investments (laughs) and then as i keep scrolling it says blank blank business investments real estate investments with a whole host of stock photos of different nature scenes then as i keep scrolling it says blank blank investments real estate business investor new homes and then there is another photo gallery of just nature scenes stock photos then at the bottom it says about us and then there's two option three options to click on the exact same website oh no no they're different because it's blank blank.com blank blank.org blank blank.net blank 
blankbusiness.com, blankblanknewhomes.com, blankblankhomes.com, blankblankrealestate.com, blankblankenterprises.biz, and then at the bottom it says blankblankenterprises.llc, copyright 2020, blank blank all rights reserved, powered by GoDaddy website builder. So if I go back to the top of About Us, oh, that's literally what the About Us section is, just all those websites I just named. Yeah. So um, we can kind of glean from this that there is some interest in real estate and business investments. And also these are relatively like recent, right? Like 2021 copyright, 2020 copyright. So it does seem somewhat active. Yeah. And I will say I now that you've shown me a couple of these websites, even though we still have no fucking idea what any of this is about and what the purpose is like from these websites, I could not tell you how to hire this or like what even service is being provided. Right. I will say it does appear to be the name of a person since that person was listed as the president. And what I will say, too, is that I kept calling these placeholder sites because in my mind, I'm just like, oh, you know, if you're going to be Pope three. 305 or whatever then someone's gonna buy all of the social media account and all of the like websites for pope 300 and whatever and then when it's time for pope 300 and whatever to be the pope they're gonna buy all that stuff from you and it was all just like a placeholder yeah totally so that's kind of what it all feels like to me and i wanted to add because i don't think we touched on this when we were talking about the photos is that some of those photos that were photoshopped on like magazines and stuff one of them says luxury magazine with just a selfie of that heavily edited photograph we talked about and it says finest dining international cuisine bespoke travel secret island getaways the world's most expensive yachts um, and then there was another one that is similar, not the same magazine, but it's just like directors of the century, famous style, how to get the look, summer special, beach worthy abs, cool new gadgets. So I do feel like it's it, like you said, you've said associated with like celebrity and I just kind of want to drive that home because I feel like that's a reoccurring theme but it also feels like it doesn't match the brand of whatever these placeholder sites are at all so the next thing I sent you goes to the YouTube channel that's associated with Subject X and I want you to just describe some of what you're seeing perhaps even click on a video she sent me a link to a video the video is part of a channel with 71 subscribers comments are turned off it's called blank blank business investments real estate homes then if you click on the description for this channel it says blank blank videos on new homes builders real estate investments business investing new houses home investor blank 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 investments real estate oh this time they have a middle initial listed that's interesting and then it says for more info click here they joined september 30th 2018 they have a total of 7009 views and if you click on that more info link it leads you to nowhere literally so if i go to the video section of this website Holy shit, there are a lot of fucking videos. Oh my God, I don't even know. I I was going to count them, can't do it. So (laughs) I'm going to play one of these videos, which is the one that Nat just sent me. It was uploaded two years ago to this YouTube channel. And the title of the video is Blank Blank Business Investments, Investing Parcels, Land, Acres, Home Sites, Real Estate, New Homes. I feel like this is like subliminally messaging people to do real estate and buy a new home or something. So it's just a slideshow of different stock photos of different parcels of land. Oh, 
with like special effects. There's like interesting wipe transitions between the photos and like little like that sound effect. Okay, this is very interesting to me. So the final image that shows on this very, very short 19 second video says gospel, Mm -hmm. power of God, content for SEO purposes only. So like you said, someone's acknowledging this is just placeholder information. Yeah, I'm glad you noticed the God thing. Just hang on to that for a moment. It seems... It seems like it sticks out. I mean, honestly, a lot of things are sticking out, but let's just... Look, this is a giant red flag to me, but I understand that this entity uh, or person or whomever is behind this seems to be taking down anything that mentions them. So I'll keep my mouth shut. What I will say is that marketing is a huge part of real estate, right? So it could perhaps make sense that if someone's business is real estate or business investment, they should have multiple websites. People who believe in this theory are interested in the fact that there seems to be so much motivation and drive towards having all these SEOs and uh, keywords and and all of this stuff to drive traffic to sites that essentially don't really have anywhere to go. Right. There's like not something you can buy there. There's not really something you can reach out to. Like if you try to find this person to have them sell your home, it seems like you can't really reach out to them. Now, is that because this person was being cyberbullied and harassed because everyone kept trying to contact them? Who's to say? All I'm saying is we are neutral here. This YouTube channel looks like it was started in 2018. So this person or entity or being or company has at least had this idea to launch something since 2018, right? Seems like that's Mm -hmm. quite a few years to just only have stock photos on websites. I don't know. You know, I don't have a successful YouTube channel, so I don't know what it takes. (laughs) But I will say that there's only, I think they only have like a thousand subs and a lot of those videos. 71. Oh, 71. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of those videos are have like 200 views on them or something. And there's like so many of them. So I, I don't think that they're too busy like communicating with their community. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the next thing we have is an article that was written for SB Wire that is titled President Subject X Owner Company Subject X Enterprises LLC for sbwire.com. This article was written May 14th, 2015. And it's the most information I think that we have that's out there on Subject X. So I would like you to read this. I have copy and pasted the text from the original website, just in case that got taken down. The article reads as follows. Houston, Texas, May 14th, 2015. Subject X has recently been honored as one of the most exciting women in business in Houston, Texas. A woman of many talents, Subject X, president of Subject X Enterprises' career, covers a range of interests, including films and media work, as well as a fruitful career in real estate investment. She has also served as a business consultant for more than a decade in the Houston area. Subject X's real estate investment ventures include selling thousands of new homes in United States to very satisfied customers who were looking to buy new homes. The real estate market in U.S., especially in Houston, has been on a positive trend. The year 2015 has had its fair share of ups and downs, but has been able to move forward and maintain a record of successes even in the slower real estate's market phases. Subject X Investments focuses on new homes builders' luxury real estate homes combined with high-integrity, excellent customer service. 
Real estate experts, including Subject X, expect the rest of 2015 to be a good one for the Houston real estate market. Subject X has been honored with hundreds top business and top new homes highest recognition real estate awards. She has brought people closer to their luxury dream real estate property in the most desirable areas of Houston, Texas, and other parts of U.S. If you hear Nat, Nat laughing in the background, I'm literally reading this verbatim. As an expert with many years of on-field experience, Subject X is equipped with the experience in Houston's million-dollar luxury real estate market, as well as the new homes, and is well-versed with all the various accepts of the luxury real estate market of Texas and can provide exceptional insight to her clients about the properties and their investments. The president of Subject X Enterprises is also participating in film, cinematography, and other media presentations as a director and producer. Her film work is currently in pre-production and will be released to the public soon. Subject X's vigor for life and business Subject X Enterprises LLC has enabled her to focus on multiple ventures, projects, and careers all at the same time. Her work has also allowed her to make multiple television appearances, including while working as a new home sales consultant counselor. Subject X was invited to appear on television's Hot On Homes Houston as a representative for Chesmar Homes. As a business consultant, she has also consulted on stocks and business ventures and states that her hobbies and outside interests include assisting charities, tennis, vacationing with family, helping out in Christian ministries, and generally being a blessing to humanity. Subject X was listed in the 2011 to 2012 Cambridge book of Who's Who VIP members. About www.subjectxenterprises.biz the business website provides information about the extent of the interests and successful business ventures of the founder, owner, and president, Subject X. For the year 2015, more exciting ventures are under discussion, showcasing the business acumen of its owner. These activities include further new home investments in the real estate industry, as well as increased participation in film and media projects. Okay, seems normal, right? just really interested in business so i want you to see the photo that goes along with that article that's right there you want yeah. to describe the photo listed next to that article written for sbwire.com yeah it's another heavily photoshopped obviously photoshopped like imagine okay i want you guys to imagine Let's say you took a selfie on Snapchat. It's kind of blurry because there's a filter over it. Now you, for whatever reason, you decide to print off that photo, cut your head out of that photo, and then you take a Vogue magazine of like a model wearing a wedding dress. And now you um, use a glue stick to kind of collage your face over the model's face. That is the level of Photoshop we're talking about Yeah, it's like a hole-in-face thing. It's yes. not like we had any sort of layers on Photoshop no, or anything. No, we didn't anything. even try. No, no, no. We, yeah, it's just like literally cut out and paste on there. And then also, it's so edited that it's like the skin there's no pores there's no wrinkles right. there's not really any contrast between like the eye sockets and the nose or the lips or anything it's really just like two big cartoon eyes with big eyelashes and like really big like doll lips and a lot of blush yes correct and that's what i'm looking at here so natalia has told me this accompanied the article and it is basically a compilation of different fake magazine covers with this exact same it's literally the exact same selfie of this 
person copy pasted over various magazine covers. Oh, and also on the photo, it says president, president, president in a bunch of different places. And then it has like written in font subject X, owner of company, subject X, enterprises, LLC. And then, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. So my thoughts on the article are that it was definitely written by subject X. As someone who speaks other languages, it reminds me of a lot of when I was first learning another language and you would kind of like go on different websites and see how other people structured their sentences and then try to like maybe copy paste certain phrases that you thought applied to the situation as a way to like learn a new language. And I mentioned that because a lot of the errors in that article, like grammatical errors, remind me a lot of errors that one makes when you're learning a new language. Like the plural will be wrong, for Mm -hmm. example, or the preposition is wrong. Or instead of putting except, E-X-C-E-P-T, she puts accepts, Mm -hmm. A-C-C-E-P-T-S. I I don't remember if that was the exact error. I'm just giving an example. Right. So it it just things like that, where if you were fluent in a language, you would not perhaps make those mistakes. It just reminds me of like when you're first learning like Spanish 101. Right. You're just trying to like string together something that's coherent. Right. It also was not coherent. Speaking of which, I understand the general gist, but it was a lot of repetition of different buzzwords. Basically, your hypothesis is that this is written by someone who doesn't have English as the first language and they're English is very new to them. Or a rudimentary AI. Maybe someone created a computer AI Mm -hmm. that's supposed to generate random articles and it's not a very good AI. So it's making a lot of these mistakes with like plural and prepositions and homonyms. Yeah, I think that's kind of a great hypothesis. And if we believe that Subject X invested a lot of money or time into some like having SEOs or web optimization or something like that, perhaps Subject X hired some sort of company that was based out of a country where they don't speak English and whoever was doing it didn't really like take the time to make sure that it sounded legit. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. But also, if you don't speak that language and you're just trying to like, you know, fake it till you make it. I mean, I mean, it sounded legit to me. Like it was like this person had won a bunch of awards. This person's like doing charities and luxury events and. And is a gift to humanity. Yeah. And also is like going on TV and real estate, new home business investor. Seems pretty legit. Now, the third website, (laughs) like if if someone who wrote that article was to write an article about LGH, like what do you think that they would say? I would ask them to take it down because that is honestly more embarrassing than having no information about you on the internet. That is so unprofessional. The third website that comes up is called zoominfo.com. It's like a data collection website similar to LinkedIn. And we see that Subject X Enterprises is listed there and it has a headquarters with an address that is listed weirdly enough near a town that I grew up in, in Katy, Texas. So I played soccer at Katy Park and anyone from Houston will know about Katy, Texas. So shout out to all the Houstonians and the Texans, keep it 100. And we're just gonna use Subject X Enterprises for all of our business investment and real estate investment needs. Perfect. So here's the business profile on Subject X Enterprises. Okay, so it says Subject X Enterprises. Who is Subject X Enterprises? Investments. Headquarters. Just has a P.O. box in Katy, Texas. Website, 
subjectxenterprises.biz, employees less than 25, revenue less than 5 million, Subject X, Enterprises, Social Media. The only two things listed are a LinkedIn and a Twitter. And then it says, is this data correct? So it looks like it's auto-generated from yes. different, um, from pulling from different websites. Totally. So what happens when you look up some of the info on that website? When we Google that address, several things come up. The first match is through texasbar.com website, which is used to find lawyers in Texas. And interestingly enough, that exact P.O. box is listed as the primary practice location for someone else who got his Texas license on September 17th of 1963. The only problem with that person is that they're also listed as deceased. Mm. So I searched for that person who was deceased that was associated with this P.O. box, and I found they are listed on a few other law-related websites, all of which confirmed that he was now deceased and appeared to be very legit. So I do think that that person was a real person, and that was at one point listed as his address for his place of business. However, it also is listed as Subject X's place of business. So some people think that that's a little bit strange. Other people say, you know what? Perhaps that person died and then they gave the P.O. box to a new person. Who knows? I'm just saying this is part of the theory. The next thing is the Twitter. So the Twitter has now been suspended. If you click on the Twitter listed for Subject X, it takes you to a Twitter account, twitter.com slash Subject X, that says it's been suspended with a text that reads... Twitter suspends accounts that violate the Twitter rules. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so don't, that's a dead end there. Or perhaps we could draw a conclusion that this account has been suspended for some reason. I don't know. That's know. really interesting because people have dummy accounts all the time, like burner accounts. Like, like I remember I one time I wanted to make a Twitter for my dog and I was trying to get my dog's name as the handle. And the person who has that handle has not used their Twitter in like, something crazy, like eight years, 10 years, like that person wasn't even suspended is my point. So Twitter doesn't just suspend someone because it's an inactive account. You have to do something to violate their TOS or terms of service in order to get your account suspended or banned. (laughs) Some of my favorite people I follow on Twitter are constantly getting suspended and they're constantly making new accounts. And some of those accounts will like literally they're like reposting like furry porn and stuff like that. And it's like, you can't post that on Twitter, you know? Oh, you totally can. Twitter allows all kinds of, of well, stuff. Well, they get removed, they get banned, and they huh. get taken down. Interesting. I wonder why. Maybe it's like copyright. I don't know. But but because I do know that you can follow like certain like OnlyFans, like creators yeah. and things like that, and they'll have like adult content on there. However, what I don't know what they're doing now. So I, you, one of my favorite people would just like, Maybe it was their actual tweets. They would say stuff that had a lot of curse words in it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely get reported for bullying. So if Subject X had said like at something, fuck you, you piece of shit. Like it has, but normally it has to be harassment, rise to the level of harassment, which generally means you're speaking derogatorily about someone based on a protected class. So like women don't deserve rights would probably get your account suspended or like people of this religion or race or like gender expression or sexual orientation, like all fucking suck and deserve to whatever. I don't, can't even think of anything, but like something so bad 
that it rises to the level of harassment based on a protected category is normally what gets what would get someone suspended. Like I know um, Azalea Banks had her accounts. I actually I think she was banned from Twitter completely. I can't remember what she did, but she was basically just constantly starting beef with people. And a lot of the time would post racially derogatory things. Like I remember one time she got in a Twitter beef with Zayn Malik and mm. she said a derogatory thing about Middle Eastern people. And I that may be the thing that finally got her banned. Wow. Well, I don't want anyone who listens to this to think that I would follow someone who does any of that. So I'm just going to tell you it was this person called A. Jovan and they became famous because they would like ask for money on Twitter. And then like the media ran with it because they were I think they were like one of the first people to do this. So you would have ABC News be like digital panhandling. (laughs) And then it just shows like an e-boy on Twitter. And Jovan was gay. He's from New York. I think he might have moved here, but he would post things that would piss off. He called it Christian. Twitter so he would have like a rant where he's like dear God please forgive me for sucking cock and when I he's like please remove the fantasies of hot wet steamy semen sliding down the back of my, oh my throat God. and filling up my stomach until I have no space left God I just want to be you know and like yeah he would no go, that's funny yeah exactly so he was like really funny but he would also get banned repeatedly so I wonder if it was from maybe Christian Twitter or something maybe he would like pick fights with him I don't know I don't follow him anymore because he's made so many new ones that I can't keep up Jovan if you listen to this and you're still in LA let's hang out I'm really (laughs) really interested in what you're doing as long as it's not fucked up hateful yeah (laughs) so the most information we actually have from so far has been just like stills digital things that could possibly have been bought or created by some sort of AI generated thing but what we do have that seems to be legit is actual videos of what appears to be subject x talking in a non-filtered way. And so we have these from their Vimeo through an internet archive video, which is a copy of a video that's already been removed. I found a video by a user, don't want to say their name because I feel like perhaps Subject X could get taken, yeah. By a user who has footage of, on his video of Subject X's Vimeo account. And their Vimeo videos, like their Blogspot and other various social media accounts have all been removed, likely because of their appearance in this YouTuber's video. And also Nexpo did a video on this subject. Do you know who Nexpo is? Yeah, that's somebody who talks about a lot of internet mysteries, right? Yes, and they had their video removed. And Nexpo has like almost 2.5 million subscribers. So that's a pretty big channel. Yeah. So I'm gonna show you a little snippet from this. Wow, so if we were theoretically to title the title for this episode with Subject X's real name, what would happen like would it take would it take our entire rss feed down or would it just remove the episode so i'm gonna tell you about some some consequences that have been had after this next video because i think you need to hear this video in order to understand to understand your question okay go ahead and click on the link that i just sent you and then you're gonna skip to about nine minutes in like i said this is a youtube video that is through an internet archive and it's one of the only places that we can see snippets of subject x's vimeo any longer so nat has just sent me a video that is on 
archive.org, the internet archive. It is a 22 minute, 21 second video, but she told me to skip to nine minutes. So let me. This vlog channel was created around six years ago. In fact, it's sporadically updated through the years. Um, there were some uploads that were, uh, that were just basically uploaded within hours of one another, minutes even. Uh, it was almost like a period where this channel would get some heartbeats and there would be like upload blocks, so to speak, of content. There's a couple of videos like that because not every single video on the Vimeo channel resemble that. A lot of them do follow the guidelines of weird mobile editing application videos, uh, some that really the titles offer more showcase into, into what the video could even be about. And the themes over here really are government regulation of internet search engines. So, you know, and people's lives and, you know, just ordinary people with more trash bimbos that are online and my husband's son searches that are from Satan. You know what? You just keep doing what you're doing and you're going to reap it. In due season, suddenly your stocks, your companies, and these porn whores are going to be no more like the past porn whores that are celebs, that are garbage of the earth. Um, you know, do the right thing. And don't mess with mine and my husband's son's searches or, you know, our related searches or other people's searches. Basically, governments need to come in and sort of make sure that Google isn't tampering with our search engine and basically uh, abusing those uh, or, or bad-mouthing people by mistake in their search engine, I guess you could say. It's over here she also gets incredibly godly. She feels that anybody that is against her will be met with uh, divine intervention. You internet media pimps, your ads decreasing, your PC sales decreasing. The wrath of God is coming. You know I am God's anointed. When your stock crashes, I warned you. In the worst possible ways. And if tech companies, for instance, don't follow her on inter or regulating her search engines in particular, her search results, then their tech stocks will plummet. I have to say that she, like, really knows where to hurt you. Like, someone saying, hey, you tech person, I'll bring the wrath of God down on you is not really scary to a tech person. But if someone says, hey, tech person, I will search and destroy all of your tech startups is, like, terrifying to a tech person. I don't know that because I'm not a tech person. But if we have any tech people who listen to this podcast, let us know and name one computer so we know you're legit. <laughs> I will, okay, I'm going to give a summary of this video to our listeners because I'm not sure how much of the audio Nat's going to be able to put in um, because they do use this person's first and last name quite a few times. So it appears to be a YouTuber. I'm not sure which YouTuber who made this video that eventually got deleted, it appears, um, from YouTube. And so then somebody else uploaded it to archive.org so that we can still see it. So it is basically a YouTuber um, narrating what he found on Vimeo. So this person, Subject X, had a Vimeo account where they would upload like IRL, like her in real life, selfie mode camera most of the time, but some of them it looks like someone else is filming her walking where she is directly talking to the camera. And I have to say it is not what I expected. I was actually giving this person the benefit of the doubt by saying perhaps English is not their first language. But again, just based on context clues, because that's all I have, it does appear that English 
might be this person's first language. The, yeah, they have a Texas accent. Yeah. I recognize that from anywhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they have a Texas accent. Also, I will say, because you can't really Photoshop videos very easily, so they don't appear to be Photoshopped. What does appear to be going on is this person is wearing almost like a type of like ornamentation on their forehead. It reminds me a little bit of Armenian like wedding dress yeah. attire it's or a, perhaps Indian. Yeah, it's a tika. So um, I know what this is from my youth uh because my mom is from pakistan but we i would wear this sometimes so you part your hair down the middle and uh it's like a jewel a chain that mm -hmm. goes through your scalp and it rests on your forehead like a, a little jewel and sometimes they can be sort of ornamental looking like a crown or something um like a, like you know chains going from the center of the jewel that's on your forehead back in through your ponytail but they're really worn like in celebration or like you're going out to like look nice and it is associated in that sense with luxury because you're like at a wedding or you're at some sort of formal event. formal event yeah exactly so she's wearing one of those and she's wearing the eye makeup do you recall what she was saying in that video she just seemed to be ranting about the government and ranting about different restrictions placed on search engines and that her stuff keeps getting pulled or something. Yeah, so she was saying in those videos basically like, you porn whores. I don't know if you could hear that. No, I couldn't hear that. Okay, do you know what a porn whore is? Is she talking about like OnlyFans girls? <laughs> you know, I know what porn is and I know what a whore is. So maybe a porn whore is like a whore who does porn. Or maybe it's someone who's like watching a lot of porn. Yeah, I don't know. I can see why she got banned from Twitter, though, <laughs> if that's the type of content that she was tweeting out. Yeah. Because it's, it's aggressive. It's aggressive. And like, I consider myself a whore and a slut, but I still don't like to be called that by people who don't like them. Right. Well, <laughs> it's like Amber Rose's slut walk, right? Like she was trying to take back that word. And so she started a slut walk in LA. I think it's moved to Miami where people show up dressed in scantily clad outfits and they march together. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's just like a slut walk could just be from your house to go get the mail too. Look, every day's a slut walk <laughs> if if that's your vibe, right? <laughs> kind of seems like she has this whole sort of biblical thing going on because there was something about God on her YouTube channel at right. the end of one of those slides. And then now we've heard her talk about porn whores and something. And so I was trying to figure out because on one of her pictures, it said Queen Esther. Do you remember that? Yeah. And she also called herself the anointed one in yes. that Vimeo video I just watched and in that article she clearly wrote about herself so now I'm really confused by the grammatical errors but maybe like we said maybe it was an AI it also said that she's like a blessing on society so mm -hmm. you're right there do appear to be a lot of religious undertones Queen Esther that does sound like a biblical name yeah so do you know who Queen Esther is I thought Esther was one of the like children of Adam and Eve or something but I am very rusty on I don't know I feel like th the Bible has like three names it's like Esther Job uh, Job Mary, S S Joseph, <laughs> Joseph, Noah, Eve, Eve, Mordecai. Oh, yeah, Mordecai. <laughs> so I looked it up. Esther is a character from the book of Esther, which I'm going to tell you about. But first, look at this painting I found of Queen Esther. This is a popular painting of Queen Esther entitled Queen Esther from 1879 by an artist named Edwin Long. So Nat is showing me a beautiful painting. I am looking at a woman who is wearing um, actually a very similar ornamental headdress, but instead of coming down the part in the middle, it's more of like a headband with mm -hmm. some jewels coming off. 
She is also wearing almost like a white toga looking thing with a gold cape. She has a lot of jewelry on. She looks very important. And then she appears to have two ladies in waiting that are helping her to get dressed. One of them has a bracelet in their hand. The other one is draping something over her back. To me, I think that perhaps this is where Subject X is getting their makeup idea. Looks a little bit Greek to me, perhaps Greek, maybe Egyptian. It's hard to tell from the painting what culture this is. Persian maybe? But the eyeliner, right? So like the Subject X does their eyeliner really heavy on the lower lash, the outer corner of the lower lash. So it's almost like the opposite of a cat eye, right? Like when I do a cat eye, I do like a, everyone knows what cat eye is. You don't know what a cat eye is, like seek professional help. It's the opposite (laughs) of that. So it's kind of coming down the side of the eye to sort of draw the eyes downwards to look like triangles. And I don't know, for some reason when I see that in the painting, it has like really big eyes and like that sort of makeup with that crown thing. I thought that perhaps this is where Subject X is getting some of their ideas from because they have this really specific makeup that they're always photoshopping on and so I I don't know I was thinking perhaps this is where they're going from so according to Wikipedia Esther is the heroine of the book of Esther in this book the Persian king seeks a new wife because his queen disobeyed him so she is deposed and then there's this woman who's Jewish and she goes by the name of Esther so she is so beautiful that when they're trying to find a new queen, they choose her due to her beauty alone. And then at one point, the king, his grand vizier is like offended by one of Esther's cousins named Mordecai, coincidentally, who refuses to prostrate himself before the king, which is where you like lie down and extend your arms forward to like bow essentially. And so then the person that he wouldn't bow down to plots to have all of the Jewish people in Persia killed and he convinces the king to allow him to do so. However, Esther foils this plan by revealing the plans to eradicate the Jews to the king who then has him executed and grants permission to the Jews to kill their enemies instead because royal edicts are not able to be revoked under Persian law. So long story short, Esther essentially is like this beautiful woman who saves like the Jews from genocide in this story. And so I was like, okay, what would be the significance of this to this person? Because to me, that doesn't really mean anything. So I did another little dive on Esther to understand the cultural significance she might have for Subject X. And interestingly enough, the name Esther is represented in the text by this Hebrew word, which has this like these dots in it or something that actually mean to hide or conceal in Hebrew. And according to the Hebrew Bible, Esther was born with the name Myrtle, and then her name was changed to Esther to hide her identity upon becoming the queen of Persia. The moral is supposed to be that we should do things right And we should always take responsibility instead of having like misguided dependence on God. Because in that story, the Jews had to act to preserve their existence rather than wait for God to act. And some also say the moral of the story is to use the influence you have to help others. So too long didn't read. Esther's beautiful and she uses her beauty to help stop a genocide. Perhaps Subject X thinks of themselves as like a type of Esther who's going to save mankind. I can see that because she already called herself the anointed one. She already called herself a blessing upon society. She already called herself someone who's very interested in charity work and God's will. And 
seems to be using a lot of religious buzzwords in these angry right. rants. Now we're going to get closer to the theories, which is like the fun part of this episode. So like I said, Subject X is, we have reason to believe, we can't prove it, is actively taking down any information that's being said about her. It's almost impossible to research any of that because all of the websites that are associated with Google have been like altered. And there's reason to believe that perhaps Subject X hired a company called Digital Forensic corporation to remove anything that Subject X perceives as negative said about her. She also has a saved playlist on her YouTube channel that's like cyberbullying and how to regulate social media, indicating that perhaps she's curious about regulating social media and removing posts. Also, we know that Nexpo, which is a YouTube channel that has 2.45 million subs, had a video about this particular theory taken down. And the rumor is that it was taken down because he was threatened by law suit oh yes apparently the information still lives on on his patreon but i don't subscribe to the patreon so i don't know that's just what was said in some comments so there is among some of the things that exist about that there's an episode of this podcast called art and jacob do america episode 219 entitled I don't know maybe just say subject I don't know okay you know what here's a great little thing if you guys go to episode 219 of Art and Jacob do America you're gonna find out the name of subject X okay so this one this one didn't get taken down no so this one didn't taken out it has currently 195 subscribers and they have a video podcast up that discusses this theory very respectfully I will say but they said that it was taken down multiple times and that also the audio was taken off of Apple Podcasts, <gasps> presumably because Subject X tried to get it taken down. Oh, no. Yeah. Hell no. So you guys, we're it might be frustrating for you, but we are not going to use this person's name in this no. episode. So a comment by someone titled SOB308 says on this podcast episode, I talked about her on my podcast in a segment where I dive into a conspiracy theory and within a week of it being up, the episode had been removed only once I emailed the podcast hosting platform. I was vaguely able to figure out that it was due to me talking about Subject X during that segment. I had to edit out that part and re-upload. Glad to see that this is still up for y'all. The podcast host replied, Dude, we had our audio podcast on this removed twice, and we're even threatened to have our whole show's history removed. No. I'm shocked that this is still up, to be honest with you. The podcast host also said that their audio had been taken down twice. Unfortunately, the episode got taken down by our podcast host twice, even after re-uploading with a different title. But it lives here and on our Patreon site. Another user said... No joke, I changed my Instagram picture to Subject X one time, and within minutes, I was banned. What? Isn't that crazy? Weirdly enough, while I was searching the comments on this video, which only has a few thousand likes and, like, tens of comments, I was able to find a commenter who said, quote, Do you know where she is? She is our family. We haven't seen her in three years. Oh, no. End quote. And then I clicked on that person's YouTube to see if they were real and legit. And as I was looking at their YouTube channel, which was mainly videos of just like Indian food and cell phone videos that had been that had like two to 
50 views each. I decided that this was a real person. So I went back to the comment to take a screenshot of it to put it in this podcast because it was relevant and it was fucking gone. I kid you not, Allie. Like I couldn't find it in my search history on Google Chrome or YouTube. I had to open up a new tab in a different web browser to go back to the video I found it on and it had only been three weeks old. So then I finally found it. I don't know if it was a glitch or something. It was so weird. That's so crazy. then I took a screenshot of it and here it is. Okay, Nat's showing me a screenshot. A person named Evan Nixon says, I have reason to believe she did try to take this video down, but to be honest, these guys handled it so well. They didn't say anything harmful like at all. Therefore, YouTube's policy isn't broken. The podcast episode on Apple did get taken down, however, which is really lame. This chick can't just shut down everyone that talks about her. That's not how the world works. Art and Jacob do America respond saying, thank you for the shout out and support. Yeah, our audio got taken down by our host site, which, which subsequently shoots it out to Spotify and Apple and everywhere else. They got hit with a complaint from her question mark and didn't bother to review the episode. They just took it down. Oh, well, it lives on here in another platform. I shall not say LOL. And then someone with a name that I'm not going to repeat because I don't want us to get taken down, but it's different from Subject X, says, where is she living? Do you know her address and phone number? We are her family. We have not seen her since 2011. And this was three weeks ago that this comment was left. That's nuts. So then I commented on that person who's like this is our family and I asked if I could talk to them but then like as I was doing it I realized it could be subject to x oh no because two of the videos were 10 years old and like two were four years old and they only had one subscriber and now I'm fucking scared that it was just baited but did you respond did you did you reply to that person's comment they did uh no so you didn't send anything to that person? I can't person. remember. I don't think so. Okay. Or if I did, I was just like, hey, do you want to talk, smiley face? Like, I was trying to say something that Yeah, no, like, I think you should. I think you yeah. should. But I'm scared because then what if they try to, like, take my whole life down? Oh, my God. The theories are what's really interesting about this because coming from just, like, the standpoint of someone who's, like, on the internet and, like, enjoys spending time on there, I don't think it's that weird for someone to have a bunch of placeholder websites, especially if they're trying to do real estate, business, investment, luxury yacht yeah. time. Um, and I also think that <laughs> luxury yacht time. Yeah. I mean, look, isn't that all of our goals in life? I'm right. sure any one of us would love to be a luxury real estate agent, fucking selling millions of like $10 million homes, mm -hmm. getting our 20% cut or whatever it is that real estate agents get. I don't know. I'm making this up. <laughs> and then living our lives with that money and like being on the cover of magazines and wearing Tiffany yeah. jewelry and and yes. having all of this importance and all of these articles written about how fucking cool we right. are like that's the dream yeah being the anointed one is the dream having sure. the Lord himself smile down upon me with my uh, jewelry right amazing so the first theory and some of the theories that are subsequent center on the idea that subject X is a human who uses internet so the first one is that this is just a business person doing business. Believers of this theory have several points that they refer to. First of which is that paying for like SEO lists or even to have an article created about you actually isn't that strange. There is a magazine called Lawyers and Doctors and then there's another one called Restaurants or if you've ever flown on a plane that has like a free magazine you can see in the back it'll be a uh, fake or not fake but it'll have like articles written about certain restaurants or places 
places or doctors that you should see in that area that the people that they're talking about just paid for them to be listed there. Yeah. And some of those will be five to $25,000 for lists. Even some of those lists are owned by Condé Nast Traveler, like Houston's top lawyers or Houston's top surgeons or Houston's best restaurants. So Th th those lists a lot of people think come from like oh this person must have been voted in to be like the best person but no it's just whoever paid to be on that list the second one it would be just clogging up search results this theory is that subject x was a porn star who came up in search results when a different subject x googled their name so this theory is basically oh. subject x googled their name and realized i can't say their name so it's like sounds like two subject x to so realize that there was a porn star who shared their namesake got it and that information about that uh individual was coming up and that apparently like if you're the anointed one you can't be associated with porn whores i can't remember what she was saying but it was something along she, that she nature. seemed to not like something that she called a porn whore right now what does that mean we are only guessing could it is it literal porn i don't know i don't know is it someone who just carries porn with them from location to location and sells it yeah is it someone who runs a uh, an adult store is it someone starring in porn is it someone who buys porn is it someone who watches porn i mean who is to say? Who knows? But this theory is basically that one of those people who is a porn whore was also sharing their name and they didn't want to be associated. So they basically like bought a bunch of SEO stuff to have it push, push that it information way back in the search results. I see that. The next theory is like the reverse of that. It's that Subject X is hiding their past and that they're trying to alter the search engine results because they themselves was a porn whore. That, that you know means. what? That makes a lot of sense. On r slash legal advice, sometimes I'll just peruse it and see what people are mm -hmm. like writing about. And I remember there was someone who said they were wrongfully arrested. They ended up getting their record expunged. This happened like 12 years ago. And recently, an employer reached out to them or a prospective employer that they had applied for a job at reached out to them and was like, hey, is this you? With a link to an article with a mugshot of something that was like expunged from their record. And the person asking the question was like, how can I get this scrubbed from the internet? Like, this is fucking up my life, like however many years later. And it was like a t misunderstanding situation. Like they won a lawsuit or something about it. And everyone responding was like, unfortunately, the only thing you can do is keep using SEO to push it down further in right. the search engine results so that hopefully your future employer will never find it. The next theory is that the same one, like she's trying to hide her past, but some people think that perhaps she was a stock model who wants to hide her face and that the bodies are hers, but the faces aren't for whatever reason. Oh, that's I don't know. creepy. Like um, maybe she's in witness protection and her like misdirection to keep her identity hidden is to just have all these wildly photoshopped things popping up before her real face. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a theory. According to poster Clown Baby on <laughs> www.cookandbombed.co.uk, says uh, apparently a porn link for Subject X comes up in the Wayback Machine. Oh. A few people have speculated that perhaps this is a person who's fixated on um, an uh, like a porn actress. Oh. And then they found out like maybe she was a model or something like that. And they're like, oh, I love this model. Let me Photoshop my face on it or whatever. And then uh, fixate on that and then realize that perhaps that model had done porn before and then became upset by it and wanted to 
like change all of the results or something. I don't know. Like this is really scary. Like let's say there was someone who became obsessed with you on the internet. Oh, it's happened. And then, (laughs) right. But hopefully this has never happened to you. But then they start, like they acquire your name. So they become Natalia Strawn and all of their social media is at Natalia, something with at Natalia Strawn. They create websites, Natalia Strawn, real estate business dot biz dot com dot net dot edu, like whatever. And they start flooding the SEO with like by obtaining your identity in a way. You know what I mean? Like they're clearly a different person. They're photoshopping their weird head onto your body and all of the like modeling photos you have. But they're like kind of acquiring your identity and thereby fucking up your life because now your right. identity, your name is not your own. Yeah. If people try to search you as you try to get jobs, they're going to see this weirdo first. Right. So what if this person is actually just trying to fuck up the life of someone whose name is Subject <gasps> X? Right. The next one is that this is just a person who wants to be a model but can't get a job. And I can't blame them. I mean, like most of my Instagram is that exact content. <laughs> and and I, I don't think it's that weird. Now, the next one is mental illness. Another theory is that Subject X is severely mentally ill and that this would explain the strange internet presence. Perhaps Subject X is creating these websites or videos or photos out of some sort of fixation where they believe that they're a CEO or a business owner or a celebrity. Uh, Critics of this theory say that the flaw in this theory is that if we believe Subject X to be mentally ill, that it wouldn't make sense that there's nobody stopping Subject X from making this strange internet media presence. However, I don't think that's that weird of a jump. I think that there are a lot of people who are mentally ill and they have access to a cell phone and Wi-Fi and that's really all it takes. Yeah, that had occurred to me when you first started this story, but... Um, if Subject X is perusing the internet, taking anything down that they deem to be bullying or harassment, mm-hmm. I like didn't want to voice that, that right. that was my first thought. However, the thing that makes me think that perhaps that is not the case is clearly this person has access to a lot of money, resources, time, and professionals mm-hmm. to be able to even scrub the internet in the first place or push right. down results in the first place. I can see someone having enough time to write things about themselves Mm -hmm. that aren't true and create accounts that aren't true. But I cannot see someone having access to the resources to be able to hire companies to pull down entire YouTube channels that have 2.5 million I know view, that's like, like subscribers that's like okay so you guys might be listening to this and just being like yeah this is someone who's mentally ill who cares like you know whatever yeah, it's fucked up to talk about it like stop talking about it right but, but it, that's not necessarily harassment and these videos are getting pulled because supposedly someone's threatening with a lawsuit you know like right. it's, it just seems like there's something beyond what's what's being said here according to people who are interested in subject x theory and to bring it back around um just as an example when natalia and i were going through the process of getting a restraining order against a stalker which if you missed that story you're gonna have to go back like two years to listen and figure (laughs) it out but that person was posting genuinely harassing bullying things on twitter And even after getting the restraining order, Twitter would not take down some of the tweets. Just knowing that, like how hard it is to actually get something taken down, even when you have 
like a legal document saying that person can't say stuff about you on the internet. I mean, I can't even imagine getting an entire podcast episode taken down or a channel shut down or an account suspended just because they, that's not even bullying to say, hey, there's this person with weird Photoshop photos. Who is this? People tell me I'm ugly and weird looking all the time. I can't be like, hey, you can't say that. Remove it. Like, yeah, Twitter's not going to listen to you. So what makes this person special? Yeah, that's my point is so that's what makes me think this person is successful or has access to someone else with money that is helping them Mm -hmm. do this. An offshoot of that uh, last theory is that perhaps Subject X is building a case for government regulation of social media using this experience with their social media footprint as evidence. Now, I think that theory is stupid, but I'm just listing it because people say it. Yeah. I th- yeah. I mean, it's a thought. <laughs> the next theory is that this is a cover up for some sort of illegal activity. Now, this is the one where I could see if people were saying this and it wasn't true you might have the grounds to be able to remove it because it's some sort of slander. Yeah, yeah. Alternatively, some people believe that Subject X and the photos are code for some sort of underground ring. You can use your imagination. Okay. The photos and videos and text would all mean something like locations or numbers or quantities of some sort of product that is being trafficked, perhaps. So uh, some people even say that perhaps this person is someone who is calling out for help, who is at the center of one of these rings against their will. Yeah. No, it's a great point. Maybe this person is being trafficked themselves. Right. And so someone else is trying to silence everything that's said about them. Like, hey, don't. don't." This person's just crazy. Like, don't listen to them. The next theory is that this Subject X is just a bot. However, this theory doesn't explain the previous Vimeo posts and the rant about the porn stars and the ruining society. Bots are actually highly specific. They mimic what is being done and said online, either by design or by AI. And sometimes bots work in groups to spam accounts to get information blocked or even mine data. For example, during the recent Olympics, when there was negative things being said about the Olympics on social media, it was rumored that a bunch of bots would spam accounts who said things like that to get them flagged and taken down. Oh, interesting. Perhaps this particular bot that is Subject X got stuck in a loop where the demographic it was pulling information from was really small, like only a few accounts to copy, which led the bot to create very similar images and say the only thing it ever heard in English. I don't know. With deepfake technology, anything's possible. Like maybe this is a deepfake. If we accept that Subject X is a bot or some type of non-human on the internet, then we're ready to understand the next theories. These start getting pretty wild. Have you heard of Rocco's Basilisk theory? No. This theory began as a thought experiment in 2010 on a community blog entitled Less Wrong by a user named Rocco. To understand this theory, we first need to understand how it was created. Allie, do you know what a thought experiment is? Um, it sounds like uh, somebody comes up with an idea and tests it out on other people to see if their idea is correct. Uh, I'm not smart enough to take an answer different than I was expecting. (laughs) So I'm just going to read what I wrote next. Okay. You might remember that Einstein used a thought experiment to develop his theory of relativity. And again, his equation for the theory of special relativity, which is... E equals MC squared. Now, I did a very shallow dive into this less wrong blog to figure out what it was. And while I cannot explain or account for the cultural implications the blog has, it reads like an ethics book from college. And I consistently got D's in that class because my professor 
was obsessed with my radical new ideas. It just came out of him as like reading my essays and being jealous. So if you go to lesswrong.com slash about, you'll see an information page that says, we are a community dedicated to improving our reasoning and decision making. We seek to hold true beliefs and to be effective at accomplishing our goals. More generally, we work to develop and practice the art of human rationality. To that end, less wrong is a place to one, develop and train rationality, and two, apply one's rationality to real world problems. Less wrong serves those purposes with its library of rationality writings, community discussion forum, open questions research platform, and community page for in-person events. To get a feel for what the Less Wrong website is about, some of their concepts are listed below. What is rationality and why should you care about it? Try your intuitions are not magic and the cognitive science of rationality link. Curious about the mind? You might enjoy how an algorithm feels from the inside and the apologist and the revolutionary link. Keen on self-improvement? Remember that humans are not automatically strategic link. Care about argument and evidence? Consider policy debates should not appear one-sided and how to convince me that two plus two equals three, link. Interested in how to use language well? Be aware of 37 ways that words can be wrong, link. Want to teach yourself something? We compiled a list of the best textbooks on every subject, link. Like probability and statistics? You might like this interactive guide to Bayes' theorem, link. Of altruistic mindset? We recommend On Caring Link. It's an annoying skeptic website, right? Like, why are they so obsessed with being rational? It seems pretty fucking haunted to me. Yeah, it seems like it's like a philosophical website. It's like robots trying to make a blog, which makes this theory even creepier. So Roko's Basilisk started on that website. It was a thought experiment, which is like, if you go to that website, I can't even describe it. It looks like fucking brainstorming. Like, like have you ever seen what an electrical circuit looks like drawn out. Yes. Yeah, it's like lines and like little plus signs and minus signs and whatever. Now, they basically take a conversation and have it with themselves. Okay. In that sort of format. So it'll be like, ask a question and then it'll have branches coming off of that. Sort of like a like a brainstorming sort of thing, but highly rational. Okay. So in that post, Rocco argued that an AI agent who was sufficiently powerful enough would be motivated to torture anyone who imagined the AI agent, but didn't actively try to bring the AI agent into existence. The discussion itself was named a basilisk because just hearing the argument put you at risk to being tortured by an AI agent who was hypothetically proposed in that argument. So basically, Roko went into the super rational website and proposed this radical idea that AI, which is kind of like the pinnacle of rationality, right? Like it's a it's intelligence without emotions. It's a robot. It's a computer would torture people who didn't try to bring it to existence in real life. Okay, it's a cool thought experiment. And at first I was like irrationally mad at the idea of a thought experiment because it was taking all of the fun out of an experiment and ruining it by just <laughs> making it thoughts, which triggered me. But now actually I've calmed down and I see that perhaps it's a cool blog. 
Rocco's basilisk argument was not popular with the rationality lovers on Less Wrong, and people objected this argument saying that the AI agent being described would have no motive to follow through on the threat of torture because, quote, once the agent already exists, it can't affect the probability of its existence, so torturing people for their past decisions would be a waste of resources, end quote. Do you get it? Because I do not understand that. No. Yeah, I don't get it. Does anyone understand that? They're saying that subject X is an artificial intelligence. Who's torturing anyone that knows about it and isn't trying to, like, make it real. Oh, okay. So anyone who questions that it is real is is, being tortured. Is punished by getting their shit removed from the internet. Okay, okay. People on this rational website are saying, no, 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 That, that doesn't even make sense because this AI agent, once it's already in existence, it wouldn't have a motive to torture people for their past decisions because it would be a waste of resources. I feel like they're just missing the point. They're like, no, 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 computer doesn't torture. That's waste of energy. And I'm like, you guys are missing the point. This computer does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, computers are programmed to do whatever you tell them to do, right? So it's not like they have a concept of right or wrong, which is why there's so many problems with discrimination in AI. Because if you program, I, I was reading something the other day because there was an article on Reddit about how an AI is able to accurately predict race, like 99%, 97% of the time, I think it was, based on close-up x-rays of the lungs oh so it's racist well and they were trying to no no no, it's not racist it's like they don't know why it's accurately predicting race because there's no reason for it to so but then somebody in the comments had said well there was actually like a really similar thing where it was like um an ai was looking at pictures of dogs and wolves and it had to and it like was very accurately able to to say when it was encountering a picture of a wolf and they were like but why is that they look so similar they're related and then they realized it's because the ai wasn't looking at the wolf it was looking at the snow because most oh, wolves live in the snow right. so they realized that the only reason why the ai was able to predict when it would be a wolf and when it would be a dog is because it was looking at the snow right. and it was something that the person who set up the ai had not anticipated so the person in that comment was saying there's probably something similar happening in with these x-ray photos oh there was another one where like uh, an ai was accurately able to predict when someone had a cancerous tumor versus a non-cancerous tumor and they couldn't figure out why and then they realized it's because the doctor's signature on the bottom the ai was able to predict when somebody was seeing like this specialist because of right, the doctor's they're more signature likely to have cancer right because they're going to see this specialist right. this cancer specialist but it didn't know that it just knew that if the signature was on it it was like the other ones with the signature on it yeah exactly and it was grouping them based on a variable that the people didn't take into account right if this theory is that AI can like somehow be evil and like intentionally do something like that it it, like that doesn't really make sense to me because AI is AI it's only what we program it to do we can accidentally program it to behave a certain way but I can't think of how that would apply to subject x but maybe it's because I'm just not fucking thinking critically enough Mm. I don't know maybe my brain is too small 
I think it's interesting because this website that's supposed to be like all about rationality or whatever, and they even call themselves less wrong. They don't call themselves right. Yeah. Yeah. They ended up just banning the discussion about Rocco's Basilisk for like several years because they said that it had the potential to spread, quote, information hazards, end quote. Oh, interesting. Which uh, just birthed a bunch of new websites that continued to share info on this idea. And then the other websites were like well the fact that they banned us even talking about this proves that they knew it was true and that they just didn't want to hear they were wrong so therefore they acted not rational because they were being emotional and then like the rational people I don't know there was just like rational people drama don't want to get into it but that's that theory the next is the SCP conspiracy theory. Do you know what that is? No. A special containment procedure or secure, contain, protect, which is the SCP Foundation's motto. The SCP Foundation is a large organization that specializes in the containment of anomalous creatures or objects that are contained intended to protect mankind so that they can study those findings and create scientific breakthroughs out of them. The SCP is like a daycare for dangerous like cryptids or like special like magic sort of uh, articles that exist. And all of these things could like uh, dismantle society in a moment. Like it could be like a magical dragon that, you know, from the fucking Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever it was that they like have in this highly specialized tank and the government is studying it. Okay. But the, this theory is that there is like this whole segment of the government, a branch called the SCP branch, who does this. So in this theory, Subject X is a dangerous entity, possibly a cryptid, maybe a dangerous AI. We don't know that. And the reason why whenever people try to talk about it, the stuff gets taken down is because the SCP is taking it down as a way to contain this dangerous entity. Yes. Okay. The next theory is that this whole thing is just a code for something else. Similar to this mystery is another internet mystery that deserves its own episode. So um, I'm just going to give you a snippet of that story because I see a bunch of parallels. Have you heard of Yvette's Bridal? No. Okay, so it's basically just a chaotic website that some people think is code for something. This YouTube video is called Five Unexplained Internet Mysteries That Will Scare the Life Out of You, dot, 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 by Top 5S. And this is the third story in there called Yvette's Bridal Formal. Often described as a website from hell, Yvette's Bridal Formal gained wider public attention due to the discussion on Reddit threads and featuring in online articles, as well as several YouTube videos. This site has become famed for its chaotic appearance bewildering arrays of links and for having relatively little useful information pertaining to buying or hiring a vet's bridal and formal attire. The disorientated effect of the site is further enhanced by the music that plays on a selection of links. Yvette's website is no longer active, but as it has been archived on the Wayback Machine, it is still possible to observe the original format in all its colorful, frenzied glory. As you can see from the homepage, this site has an exceptional number of images and vivid hyperlinks. Though some do lead to business-related photos, they are not standard website format by any means. So Natalia is showing me a video called Five Unexplained Internet Mysteries That Will Scare the Life Out of You, uploaded a year ago by a YouTube channel called Top Fives. 
The third story is called Yvette's Bridal Formal, and it's a very similar website. I definitely see parallels. This one is a bit more chaotic than the one that we're talking about today, but it's basically a website that is advertised as one thing, a bridal and formal shop, and then you click on it, and it's just a bunch of information that is maybe related, maybe not. Like there's stock photos, there's photos that appear to be unrelated to the business, and then there are some of different bridal attire. But it's like super confusing. If you've ever built a website or perhaps made a Zanga or a MySpace or perhaps like changed your desktop background on your computer, you know when you tile it rather than just have the image stretched out or in the middle? Every single page on that website is like tiled images in the background and it's like just super weird looking. Do you know what a magic eye book is or like an stereogram? No. Here's what that looks like. Oh, yeah. That that? looks like it. Yes. So the an stereogram is a single image stereogram, which is designed to create the visual illusion of a three dimensional scene from a two dimensional image. So it's basically like you look at this image of what looks like fucking digital confetti And if you cross and uncross your eyes or you like learn how to flex the right muscles in your eyes, which I haven't figured out yet, so I can only cross my eyes and see it, you can see like a piece of the photo sticks out the same way like a hologram would. So I I think like maybe there's a technique to see into this that perhaps we don't have, right? Like in the same way that you have to sort of learn how to diverge your eyes in order to see what's in the magic eye photos. Perhaps we need special glasses or dot, 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 special eyes? Question mark, question mark? Exclamation point. To see into Subject X's website. Furthermore, is that why Subject X has cartoon eyes? It's like a hint, a code. We're falling down the rabbit hole one deeper and I'm on board. The next theory is a time traveler. So on a comment on that YouTube video, Art and Jacob Do America, that I was talking about, someone commented, quote, maybe she's a time traveler or a dimensional glitch or something like that. And all the things she does on the internet have a purpose that at this specific point in time, we cannot understand. In my city in Bogota, Colombia, there's a guy with a certain resemblance to Subject X with a lot of videos and crazy internet pages that is a lot more scarier than Subject X themselves. I found that guy in November of 2021, but I can't remember how I got in touch with their videos. Yesterday, I was looking at my search history on YouTube, but I couldn't find the link to see his videos again. These days, when I have time, I'm going to check my search history again to try to find that man, end quote. Haven't heard back on that one, and I will let you guys know. Number nine, backdoors to other dimensions. All of the links and photos are all backdoors to various places and dimensions, but you have to know exactly where to click. Number 10, simulation theory. The algorithm is God and Subject X is an interdimensional being slash hacker who's trying to reach us on our network. Number 11, Subject X is the reincarnation of Queen Esther sent here to save the righteous from slaughter. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there is one thing that we could do. At the bottom of that very real magazine article, Business Investment Real Estate Homes, there is contact information for oh. Subject X, and it lists a telephone number. Would you like to call? Yeah. From okay. your phone, not from mine. It's probably out of service. Yeah. We could always hang up if we don't want to talk to them. What should we say? I'm scared. What would we say if it answers? We'd like to be oh, looking we can... for a real estate agent. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm interested in buying real estate investments Yeah, and businesses. I, I came across your website. Um, I'm looking to buy real estate in the Houston area. My family just relocated there. I was wondering. Hey, you want to talk? I'm scared. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're calling the first number. Please leave your message for... I feel like we should leave a voicemail. Maybe she screens what? her calls. And say what? I'll, I can say something. Oh my god. But what if they call that? It's for the content. I'm scared. <gasps> Please leave your message for... Hi, I'm looking for real estate enterprises. Um, if you could please give me a call back at this phone number, that would be great. I'm looking to relocate to the Houston area and came across your website saying that you deal in luxury homes. If you could please give me a call back at your earliest convenience, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you, bye. Did you tell her you're interested in business investment real estate? Uh, I think, you know, as as an entrepreneur myself, I think that her and I will be speaking the same language and she'll read between the lines and know that I am a serious investor. Okay, there's one more phone number on that that we're going to call. I'm scared. You guys can't see this, but I'm sweating. I like was wearing two shirts. I took off my top shirt and I wrapped it around my head um, like a babushka yeah. and was very, very stressed. That might have been their cell phone number because this number is a 281 number and that's the Houston area code. Okay. And Allie is doing all this because I'm scared. I'm sweating. All right. Well, that one was a dead end. That was the last one. Yeah. Have you gone to her LinkedIn that was listed on her website? One of the links you sent me had a link for I a LinkedIn. I don't have LinkedIn and I'm scared to make Let one. Let me look it up right I now. I don't want anyone to be able to link me. If we think that this is just a real person who has a misguided business venture that perhaps is not going well for whatever reason... I would say that I do not think that is her real name. Perhaps I'm wrong. Though. I also just want someone to start a Reddit mystery about LGH. Like, who are Nat and Allie? With ominous music playing and, like, heavily filtered photos of us. And, like, their social media footprint is just bizarre. They have this podcast that makes no sense. And if yeah. you go to letsgethaunted.com, their bios are just Nick Cage and Liam Neeson. If Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe we should change our website to just be confusing as fuck. Okay, so their LinkedIn actually is not valid. Maybe her family is well off and supports her in this hobby of... Yeah, I mean, okay, so for me, this is like what I gleaned from everything I got. I feel like all of those pictures are AI created. And like maybe she gave a photo of herself to some SEO like AI type company that's like has bots. And they sort of photoshopped that on like and generated like a bunch of objects because they were like, okay, what do you want your brand to be? And they were like, search for images that brought up luxury and, uh, you know, celebrity and fashion and all yeah. these things that she's interested in. And then those photos are recognized by Google Image AI as being associated with that. So they were thinking like, oh, this person's brand will be associated with this through the AI that Google uses. 
and it was like the optimization but it just like went sour because it was like shitty I don't know yeah yeah I mean to your point maybe somebody that runs an AI somehow got a hold of this lady's information and started throwing up a bunch of like nonsensical websites and photoshopped photos as an attempt at like almost extortion to get her Mm. to pay to take them down and maybe that's why stuff keeps getting taken down oh like that's that's a deeper conspiracy so digital core the company that she that she's paying to remove all of this supposedly is posting all of this yeah like is extorting her and then she has to pay to get stuff taken down and maybe this is like the worst thing that's ever happened to her and her family and Mm -hmm. she and like she's like wow this makes me look like unstable this makes me look like I'm out of touch with reality like these pictures are so embarrassing but I guess that wouldn't really explain the videos the vlogs unless we think that this website yeah is also using deep fake that would suck can you imagine you're just like fucking living your life and all of a sudden some AI gets a hold of your information and, and your is... face and like makes like a racist like homophobic sexist oh my rant. god gets all, all your social media banned Everyone I think that follows either one of us would like immediately know that was not us. I hope so. That's what this is. She just, it's unfortunate. Maybe she just was posting cute photos of her and her family Mm -hmm. and selfies to various social medias and just some horrifying AI got a hold of it and is wreaking havoc on her life. Well, I tell you what, Natalia, this was a real head scratcher. Very interesting. I had never heard of it before. I kind of want to go with the theory that this is an AI out of control and that this poor woman and her family are just like being held hostage by this AI. So you believe that Subject X is a real person? I do. Oh, wow. That's where, that's I think where I'm leaning towards. And based on the behavior of someone pulling down all of these items from the internet, it leads me to believe that this person is pretty well off, has access to money or perhaps has access to money to pay off you know to pay off if she's being held digitally hostage right Mm -hmm. like a ransom kidnapping digital kidnapping situation that i just talked about um it leads me to believe in, in either scenario i think that this lady has money yeah she's clearly able to pay money to get stuff removed at the very least so which makes me think that perhaps she is a victim mm-hmm yeah, and we definitely don't want to, like, victim blame or victim no. shame. No, Um, So that's why we're not saying the names of any of these people. And this whole story is fictional and none of these things are real. Um, you could also, I think, make a good argument for this all being an ARG where right. it's just something that was invented by someone on the Internet who had too much time on their hands. And they've created this, you know, AI persona this uncanny valley photoshopped lady who doesn't exist and they're just continuing to live out their weird ARG fantasy. I mean, we've seen that before too in some of the stories we talk about. I was really hesitant to cover this because of how challenging it is and how controversial it is. And, you know, you definitely never want to be one of those people who like adds fuel to sort of a toxic fire. However, this theory is something that pops up often when you look up like cover up conspiracy theories type things and there is a viral TikTok going around right now about this. Oh, interesting. So, um, yeah, and if you guys go to the sources, I don't know if I'm going to include the sources in the show notes. I might put them somewhere else uh, and I'll ha- tell you guys how to get there because I don't want 
I don't want to make it that easy to take down our shit. Yeah, yeah. If we lose our entire podcast because of a conspiracy theory, that would fucking blow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. You have to do some extra legwork in here. You know, we always try to bring you guys really interesting, spooky or unexplained or just relevant things. Yeah. Internet and, mysteries are the best. Yeah. And sometimes those internet rabbit holes, especially now in this day and age when we all are trying to be like a little bit more conscious of how we treat others, we can't just be like this person person's an alien yeah you know or this person's covering up some illegal activity like that's not cool so we're trying to be respectful of that because it really would suck to just be a normal person trying to live your life and have all these people being like you're fucking weird looking and you aren't socially unacceptable because you are a business real estate investor you know what i will say um if this is someone who through no fault of her own is living this nightmare i actually think the best thing she can do is to come out and be like i think this is weird too right you know because then the mystery is solved it's no longer interesting to random redditors and 4chan people and us yeah and like you know mystery solved and that sucks and that's a whole different conspiracy and we need to fucking take down whatever website or whatever person started this if that's the case Mm -hmm. if it is her who really is doing this and she's not of sound mind, then someone needs to alert her family, like that person that left that comment, because Mm -hmm. somebody is funding her, if that's what this theory is. And if you're funding someone, someone's delusions, I'm sorry, but you're not taking care of them. And I know that's super difficult to hear. I have people in my family that have mental health challenges that are pretty extreme. At the end of the day, you can't enable someone to cause themselves harm, Mm -hmm. which I think you said at the beginning of this episode. So if that is the case, then hopefully that person who left that YouTube comment is able to get in touch with her. Yeah. And I'd like to say, Subject X, uh, if you are listening to this and uh, I hope we were respectful, but you're not a real person, so you can't be listening to this. And if you were a real person, I will say that bad publicity has never hurt a celebrity (laughs) ever and as long as you just come out and just own it my suggestion for you in order to grow into this sort of like social media real estate business investor mogul would be to make a youtube video coming out as a person Yeah, and just be like, you know what? A few years ago, I either suffered from uh, some sort of episode where I thought that this was a good idea or it wasn't, or I invested in this SEO company that turned out to be really bad or whatever. I wanted to do this thing and and it ended up not working out. And that's like really relatable. And I think a lot of us, especially in like the podcast space or the entertainment space or even people who just enjoy social media would be like, okay, like, yeah. We support you. Or perhaps this person is a fucking genius. She clearly got all of us talking about her real estate venture. And maybe she could come out and be like, hey, I'm a great fucking business person Mm -hmm. and I sell million dollar homes or I'm ready to launch my business. And I decided that I was going to do this viral marketing scheme. Fucking amazing. Because look at how many fucking of us you duped. Right. Incredible. So I think no matter what the situation is, Subject X comes out on top. If Subject X was not a real person, which uh, of those theories would you like the most? If it's not a real person, I think that it was started by somebody who wanted to run an ARG. Mm. What about the time traveler? Could be a time traveler. What about the back doors if you click on the right thing? Yeah. Um, Well, that would be an ARG, right? Where you have this weird website. That's like, um, maybe we'll talk about it sometime, but the Cicada ARG that went around the internet. Yeah. 
where you had to solve certain riddles, solve puzzles, click on certain parts of websites in order to advance to the next round. Maybe just none of us have been able to solve any of her website puzzles because we don't even know that they are puzzles. I meant backdoors like when you're in the simulation and you find yourself glitching in a back room. Oh, Like perhaps this was some sort of backdoor back room situation yeah like you click on the right thing and something pops up and you type in rosebud semicolon uh semicolon semicolon mother load yeah Yeah. and then like you're a billionaire yeah and that's how elon musk came to buy twitter and it all makes sense now because subject x's twitter is suspended wow elon musk is hiding the truth yeah brb gotta go get my formal attire from yvette's bridal (laughs) Bye. bye